1: Hi guys, this is Ted from Fantasy Football Scout and you're listening to Ted Talks FPL. If you prefer to watch live, I stream over on YouTube every Monday. So head over there and search for Fantasy Football Scout. Thanks for listening. what's going on fpl managers welcome to another video and podcast from fantasy football scout my name is ted and we're talking about my top three drafts today ahead of the game week one deadline and i'm joined by ryan football Chatbox, to uh chat through it with me how are you doing ryan i'm doing good ted how are you yeah i'm good i'm a little bit stressed at the moment because there's this massive spider in my room it it you know it's like this big I'm terrified. So, you know, you've got to try and distract me with all of these um, you know, the talk of these drafts. I'll do my best. I'll do my best. It's just hiding we'll I can see it. It's hiding in the corner over there. It's just well, when I can't yeah. when I can't see it, I'm gonna be terrified. Anyway, everyone you can call yeah. me a wimp in the chat, it's all fine. Um, so yeah, how's your uh, FPL planning going for the season? Are you ready? you set on a particular team?
0: Mostly set. Uh right now on a thream. Um and we have a 3 draft as well we'll discuss about that but right now on a 3 if I'm slightly tinkering um but it's not too many players changing it's like one or two at the moment um slightly deciding between goalkeeper that's one position and defense as well slightly but yeah not too much of a difference in terms of the core players
1: yeah, I feel like I'm settled on the core players as well. It's just what we're going to just dis- discuss today. We've got three different types. We've got three medium with three premium players. We've got big at the back, which I think is very popular at the moment in the community, and we've got spreading the cash. What happens if you only have one premium player and you get all of these amazing 8-9 million players in your team including defense. So, it's um, you know, there's definitely options still out there, but the core players definitely still do remain. So, without further ado, let's get onto it. And um i'm going to start with the big at the back draft which is very mm-hmm. popular in the community i've seen plenty of drafts exactly the same as this so i would not be surprised if this is becomes the template or is the template uh in certain um certain communities uh, i've seen plenty of these drafts on twitter as, as i've said so ryan what do you think of this
0: and is it very similar to your team um okay so not exactly uh for one um Let's look at it a bit. in terms of team wise. I don't have any Chelsea coverage, um, mainly because of their recent performances in pre season. They've also not been able to sign the two centre backs they wanted. They've only landed Kulibali, couldn't get uh, Kunde. Um, apart from that, I do have City coverage. I have one Liverpool cover, and I've got a Spurs cover as well. Um, goalkeeper is slightly different. I have a bit more of a cheaper goalkeeper. Um, Robertson is someone. I've seen uh, where people are deciding between him, uh, Diaz, and Nunes in the third Liverpool pick. And I think Robertson's a really good pick as well. Very underrated by a lot of managers, I think. Every season, we start the season and we're like, Trent, but we don't consider Robertson. Um, I think he could do really well, especially with Nunes up front
1: yeah it's definitely a conundrum about which third liverpool player to pick robertson diaz i mean darwin nunes has started preseason well he hasn't started many games but he's come on from the bench and scored so plenty of attention there nine mm-hmm. million a little bit more expensive than robertson and diaz but i've almost forgotten to include the podcast listeners here i'm going to read out this team uh, for their benefit uh, we've got edison in goal uh, and then five players in defense james Cancelo alexander arnold robertson and perisic who has come back into drafts recently now he's displayed some minutes does look good on the ball uh for spurs even though he probably needs to get that fitness up even more uh in midfield we've got Neto, salah and martinelli the popular cheap slash premium midfield and then we've got the uh double up of haaland and jesus up front so a fair, fairly standard draft. You, you mentioned no Chelsea coverage in your team. Mm. Um, yeah, something that I've been faltering with recently is I, I did have James and Chilwell very very early on. Now Chilwell mm. hasn't had that many minutes pre season, and now James is occasionally playing right centre back. And mm. there's talk of them going after Denzel Dumfries. And you know mm. it's only gossip, but at the end of the day, all of these signings, Koulibaly, I don't know whether Kunde is happening. Um, does that threaten James's position as a right wing back?
0: Potentially, yes, because they we've seen it last season as well, right? He has the ability to play right wing back and right centre back. When he plays right centre back, he's not as involved. And his appeal mostly comes from that right, right wing back role. Um, but for Chelsea, Chelsea are more settled in a three-back formation, right? They seem much more better. I saw the, the game against Arsenal, the preseason one. Played a four-back, didn't really work. Arsenal just dominated over them. Um, so for me right now, I think it's a wait and watch with, with Chelsea. Um, I just want to see sure what will he do at the start? Obviously, the fixtures are really great. Like their first 10 game weeks, um, they must be like right on top of the ticker as well. Um, but for me, I think I can wait and watch. I just don't want to risk it right now because they aren't showing signs of even keeping a clean sheet um and that's what i what usually you think would be staple from chelsea that you get those clean sheet points at least banked in um but right now it's not looking good which is why no chelsea coverage
1: yeah a lot of people choosing ramsdale over the likes of mendy at that five million goalkeeper position. It's not surprising them letting four goals into Arsenal and struggling Mm. elsewhere preseason. So I completely get what you're saying there. Um, I think you're right. I think we wait and see before doubling or even trebling up on Chelsea at some point, Mason Mount Mm -hmm. could be an 8.0 million option in midfield, but he's been struggling. Doesn't look, uh, that consistent between games. So maybe he's a wait and see as well, but let's move on from Chelsea and talk about Tottenham because Tottenham look exciting. Doherty and Perisic have started playing a couple of games there's been talk um, from Conte that they have struggled with fitness pre-season but that's getting better Um, they do look first choice in my opinion any any reasons to double up with those two or is is maybe just Perisic or maybe even going without because of those fitness concerns um, an option
0: so before their last game I wouldn't have even considered Perisic and then I saw that last game and I was like this guy's playing almost like right mid. At times, he was even further forward than Humming Sun. So I was like, this guy needs to be in my team. With regards to Doherty, similar situation, very attacking fullback. We've seen what he's capable of last season as well. Uh, I'm not too worried um, with Conte's um, quotes because it kind of tells me like, okay, these guy need these guys need minutes. They're going to be my first choice fullbacks. And this is where I think the five sub rule might actually help FPL managers. Because let's say they don't start, there's a high likely chance that they still come on and get some minutes. And even a 30-minute passage could do damage for me, at least. That's what I'm thinking. Because he could come play right mid-even if needed and could get an attack in return. Yeah, that's a really good point, actually. Um, Obviously, we want defenders
1: to play 60 minutes, but mm. you're right. If he if he does come on, he has got that superior attacking threat. I mean, is probably the same, you know. He, he gets you know bombs forward and gets a mm. couple of headed chances per game doesn't he so i mean i both offer that element of attacking threat but yeah i it's not ideal if your defender's not playing now and then so that is the element of doubt we have with perisic and doherty but i think i'm tempted because you said you know you saw the last game he does yep. look really really good so i think and you know sorry go
0: on. he played a lot of minutes as well that's another promising sign that previously we didn't really have because we didn't know how many minutes he was going to play yeah. um and that kind of tells me okay he's nearing fitness at least nearing full fitness so even if he plays like 60 minutes 70 minutes banks are clean sheet i'm fine with that to start off with
1: nice job okay let's move into midfield because i think Cancelo alexander alden robertson sort of speak for themselves um mm-hmm. you know you know exactly what you're going to get attacking returns in and have obviously clean sheet points in some of the best defences in the league. Um, Pedro Neto is definitely a talking point here because the community have been hot on him since the start, um, since the game launched. Um, there's been recent trending towards uh, Leon Bailey at Aston Villa um, mm. with them playing Bournemouth in game week one, who were struggling pre season. So, what are your thoughts between
0: Neto and Bailey, for instance? For now, I have Leon Bay in my team. I don't have NATO mainly, I don't know. That's probably not due to NATO, but more due to like Wolves as a team. Um, I've never properly considered them as a very attacking team, especially last season, they didn't really convince as much. Um, And with the loss of Jimenez, they might, I don't know how much of an impact that's going to cost them attacking wise, you could say that maybe it now puts Neto more as a more prominent role not even Neto you've got the like support as well um, at the same price bracket maybe it puts them a bit more ahead in terms of appeal but it could also dent them at the same time so I'm not really sure on that I've seen the um sporting highlights and Neto is quite involved as well in most of wolves uh, attacking place so I can see why uh managers are going there they're thicker at the start as well the run looks pretty good um but for now I'm just going with Leon Bay because his Aston Miller seemed like a bit more of a better team for me, in my perspective. Um and they have a good opening three fixtures. After that, I could probably consider switching B to Neto as a possibility. I don't know.
1: Yeah, it's a bit of a toss-up for me as well. And mm. you make all good points. I think I think that the injury to Jimenez probably doesn't help Neto. And mm. the fact I think Morgan Gibbs White had a bit of an injury concern at the end of that sporting game as well. Um so that's not gonna help him either. But Neto does look more dynamic out of the two, in my opinion. Very, very, very direct. And I think overall, over the over the course of the first six game weeks for, mm. for Wolves, I think their fixtures are better on the whole. Yep. I think you're picking Leon Bailey for probably game week one and maybe game week two against Everton after that. Yep. You've got Palace, like, West Ham, yeah. and then I think it's Arsenal, and then yeah, it gets worse. They get worse yeah. and worse. Yeah. So I think Neto's probably the better long-term cheap pick. But you've also got McNeil, uh, Everton. If you really wanted to mm. roll the dice, so mm. yeah, I think Neto. I, you know, if you want to play short-term versus long-term, you know, just go with your gut. But I'm going to stick with Neto. You've got mm-hmm. Bailey. We'll see. Yes. We'll see. See which uh, <laughs> prevails. Which pick words out? Yeah. <laughs> I just want to talk about Haaland, really, because we're Mm going to focus on these other guys, um, Salah Martinelli and Jesus, later on. But Haaland impressed you during the Community Shield, didn't he? Yes. Yes, he did.
0: Um, Obviously, there was the whole talk of who will get like Haaland, Kane, Nunes, who will be the better pick. Kane seems to be edging it quite a bit right now, uh, mainly because of his preseason form as well. And we know what we're getting from Kane. Compared to Haaland, we're not really sure what we're going to get. But I think what I saw from the community shield was enough for me to like justify keeping him in the team and not having to get rid of him just after one game. Obviously, he missed a really good chance at the end as well, which I thought he should have buried. But if City can kind of sort their system out to be able to get the ball to Haaland way more quicker, then I think they've got a really good asset on their hands. Um, It's just a matter of Pep being able to change his system a bit because City aren't used to having... Like a static number nine who's going to play and occupy that role. And Haaland's a player who's been used to a counter-attacking team in Dortmund, uh, being able to make runs in behind. City, on the other hand, they'd like to control position, cutting. You saw Mahrez in the community shield, tried to cut in a lot, didn't find the run of Haaland. KDB was the only one looking for it, but yeah, we'll have to see. But at the moment, I'm keeping faith in him, because especially game week two. Bournemouth, lack of defenders and all of that, could be a golfist.
1: Oh and I want goodness. part of it. Yeah, we definitely need some City players for that game. It could yeah. be... Uh, I, I kind of want... You know, as soon as that game finished, I was like, I want KDB and Haaland and Salah. Mm. And then I did some sort of 3 medium draft that I actually didn't like. But you kind of need all of them. And you, you're quite right. Like Haaland mm. had the XG, had the chances. Mm. City need to work out how to play with him. But his movement was the most impressive element for me. Yes. And you, he's so elegant for a six foot five uh and so speedy as well I, he just has everything and i just can't see him scoring tons of goals this season assuming he stays fit so i'd be very scared about going out from going going out without that, him yeah uh, not going out with him that would be also quite scary i imagine um but <laughs> so i think i probably favor him over over harry kane um we've got a draft later with Kane and Halland in it so I can have a look at that but yeah um the other element of that City game was also how Mm. immediately Mahrez and Grealish um became non-options overnight and I was so keen on getting both of them in my team because you know, Grealish at 7 million could de- definitely break the game. And Mares. I was almost 100% sure that he was going to be, have a bit of free reign on that right wing with not mm. that much competition. The problem is they both weren't very good at tracking back and left a lot of lot of holes. So I wonder whether Foden gets the nod more often than not. And um,
0: maybe even Alvarez, you were impressed with him. Yes, I think Alvarez at like 6.5 million, given that he can play across... All three of those positions in the front line could be a really tempting option. The only problem right now is minutes. Um, and I don't think he'll start. I still think Mahrez might start on that right-hand side. But and like you mentioned, he is someone, I think, who will eventually get in and will probably be starting games because I don't think, I don't expect to see Foden playing game week one, mainly because of the fact that he had less preseason minutes. But sooner or later, he's going to be starting alongside Haaland. Um, Grealish, I was a bit disappointed cause he looked good in the game against Bayern, um, and for 7 million, it's really good value, but I don't know. Can we base it off one game? Maybe we need to see a bit more.
1: That's how quickly perceptions change at FPL yeah. one game and everyone's going, these two players are non options. So if that happens further down the line, I don't want to be reacting to mm. one games worth of information that can cause such a massive divide in the community. I, I, I I don't really want to get on that City um, train with with mm. all of these, un- with this uncertainty, as it were. I'd rather go for surefire City players. Holland, Cancelo and Edison are definitely mm. one of the most, sorry, three of the most um, sure players to to play. And, and De Boyne, you could add that, um, add him to that as well. Just moving on from city like just to Mm -hmm. just to discuss the pros and cons of this team this structure there's probably an element of inflexibility here there's no eight million options in midfield um if some some of them start showing them to be must-haves very difficult
0: to get on those players it doesn't have to necessarily be like even eight million options but the ability to move from defense to maybe anything in the attacking line might be a bit more harder you won't be able to react as easily because you've got to first of all sort some funds out even downgrading one of the defenders might not be enough you might have to move a couple of pieces around to be able to get the player you want that's kind of the only issue in that but then again it depends on how you set your team up this season is slightly different to normal seasons where this one we can play a bit more shorter in terms of game maybe four to six game weeks we can look at a while a second like a first wild card so that's something that managers have been considering in terms of increasing their risk appetite, I would say. Um, but yeah, I agree with you. The ability to change and react if something happens in the first few game weeks is a bit more harder in this team.
1: OK, so it's a good segue into moving on to the second team here, where we're going to spread the cash and um, not go with a second premium. Do you know what, Ryan? I, I am mm-hmm. tempted, mate. I'm really tempted. <laughs> You know, there's a lot of eight million options. There's there's a lot yeah. of downsides to each of them. Mount maybe, yeah. you know, hasn't been in, in good form. Saka you've got Martinelli there at two million cheaper. Um the city mids of rotation risks. Diaz, you could go Robertson over him, that all of that stuff. As Kulusevski. you've got Charlison. I you know, there's so many. I could go on, because there's a few more. Madison, um, he's mm. there's talks of Newcastle. Um, but I've got this four-five-one here that I really do yes. like. Obviously, there's no Halland, there's no Kane, there's no Son. That's the immediate uh you could add De to bruyne into that list as well. Yeah. The immediate red flags. But do you do you gain the lack of points or the loss of points with the strength in depth here the spreading the cash do you like it do you hate it
0: i, I guess the me personally i would try to be a bit more safe at the start of the season i don't want to be looking at a two million rank come game week one um but i, I kind of like this team because it's slightly different it's something we haven't seen before Porden. Bowen right now aren't in too many drafts. Um Martinelli, Luis Diaz, Salah, you kind of see it quite a bit. So your midfield is pretty strong, but you are omitting the likes of a Haaland, the likes of a Kane, Huming Sun, KDB, um, Darwin Nunes. So those are a couple options that you're missing. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's it's a very hard thing to say with regards to this team. Um you've you've got bowen there now i like bowen as a pick i think he's a bit too pricey um but he's got three tough games in the first six is that a bit of a worry potentially
1: i mean i think we've seen west ham do really well against liverpool and Mm -hmm. city at various stages last season there's no reason why that can't be replicated and i do like his fixtures immediately after city so i think a lot Mm -hmm. of people I haven't seen any drafts with Bowen and we, we've forgotten how good he was. Of course, he did get that injury towards the end of the season. Um, but people have forgotten how good he was and how, you know, such an emerging talent. Mm. And I think as um, Simon March said in his team reveal earlier, uh, a couple of weeks ago, that uh, the World Cup is is something that we have to be mindful of, that the mm. English players are going to want to impress um, mm. and want to get in that squad. So Bowen is definitely going to be you know, trying, trying his very best to do, you know, not that he usually doesn't do that, but yeah. maybe maybe that tiny extra mile to try and impress at the start of the season.
0: Yeah, for me, not the pick at the moment because of the price tag and the fixtures at the start. Um, but I can see the upside as well because of the lack of uh, other managers owning him. If he does well, he could become a good bandwagon as well. Um, Forden, I really like. If we can nail down this position i mean that uh, that spot and the games that city have um you want a city attacker for that run um which one is it that's a bit hard to tell right now but maybe it could be Foden. um but yeah i still the lack of another premium um attacker like we mentioned before is a bit frightening it's it's more like the price points, isn't it?
1: Because there are plenty yeah. of eight million options. If you go for Foden and we realise that Marez is the best option, you could easily switch. Yeah. yeah, you can move to Saka or you can move to Kulisevsky, or you can move to Mount. There's a, mm. there's a wealth of those options. Um, I, I do like Foden, definitely impressed, and I think he probably will get the nod in, in game week yeah. one. But whether or not he suddenly sometimes gets rests is is, is mm. the big mm. worry. But that's that's something you have to. Um, concede to into in that pep roulette and we do that every season it's mm. it's the trade-off you have a city player that gets rotated in one of the best teams in in the league or you just go without city because you can't handle that rotation risk so mm. very difficult but um yeah i'm very tempted by this team i'm it's it basically boils down to how scared am i not owning haaland and i think the answer would be very so it's a bit of a toss-up really but i do like anyone who's a bit more um gung-ho they want to risk it i think a team like Mm. this is really solid Mm. fair enough so yeah um Um, let's talk about the downsides of it of course and and that's going about premium options but um how flexible is this team do you think it offers more flexibility than some of the big big at the back um options or even the three m option we're going to discuss later um the, maybe start with the advantages is it
0: more flexible yes in most areas except for maybe the forward line which is not too uh well yeah especially in the forward line because the jump from a 4.5 to what are we looking at maybe a 9 million above at least for the start uh, because all the promoted sides, they only start to get good games in like game week six, game week five time. Um, So that's a steep jump. But apart from that, every other position, you can move about and you can react quickly if you see a player uh, being a good option at the start. Um, That's the only downside I would see in terms of flexibility at least. Yeah, really good point. We're obviously not...
1: Um wealthy in the in the forward line of course we've got gabriel jesus who you just mentioned before the stream started i think it's just it's hit 70 percent ownership in the game which is which is absolutely crazy i'm not sure we've ever had that before even with mo salah in his prime so um crazy that you think an arsenal player is um i guess you needed he needed the good price 8 million is super cheap um he needed to be scoring lots of goals pre season, which he is, and he seems to be that talisman at Arsenal. So, what? How? What do you think has changed for Jesus? Is is it the fact that he's he was that good at City, but he's just been overshadowed by amazing teammates, and he now has you know compared to his teammates in Arsenal, he just he's just showing that, or is it the fact that he is just benefiting from a certain system that benefits him as the target man and yeah, it
0: could be the latter in terms of benefit, like the system has changed um, at City. I would say it's a bit more, I wouldn't really call it rigid, but Pep likes his players to play certain types of roles and Gabriel Jesus would have had that role at City. In Arsenal, maybe Arteta wants to play him a slightly different way. We, uh, I think I saw a quote from Arteta before that he, with regards to describing Jesus, he was like, he causes chaos. So. That's that tells me that he's willing to give Gabriel Jesus a more free role in the front three to be able to move about whenever needed. That kind of gives him more opportunities, uh, maybe different types of play for him as well. Um, so maybe that's why we're seeing him perform really well. Now, in previous seasons, Jesus hasn't been a great FPL asset in terms of longevity. Um, he has like these tiny purple patches and you try and get on those purple patches, but after that, he doesn't really seem to continue that. Um, Can he do it at Arsenal? We'll have to wait and see. But right now, the early preseason signs are really promising. Yeah, maybe he's had his purple patch in preseason. Yeah. And just, just falses.
1: Oh, <laughs> 70% of us are going to regret all of that. <laughs> oh, he almost is a must-have at the moment, isn't it? Yeah, uh, he is. Yeah. Okay. I really do like this team. I am very tempted, but, um, yeah, let's move on to the the third draft, which is the three premiums, the three million we're calling it. But, um, before we do that, if you are enjoying the stream, make sure to give it a like and, uh, yeah, subscribe. If you're new around here, we're pushing for subscribers here at fantasy football Mm -hmm. scout. So everyone that does that will be, um, yeah, that'd be massively appreciated, but let's go on to this three million draft, which, you know, This isn't the only three-meme draft you can do. You could do it with Son. You could do it with De Bruyne as well. But we've gone for a 4-3-3. We've got Kane, Haaland and Jesus up front. And then in the midfield, we've got Neto, Salah and Martinelli. We, We have to sacrifice at the back. This is the issue. We've got Alexander, Arnold and Perisic, which has been in previous drafts. But then we've had two go down from the likes of Cancelo and james to walker and zinchenko here and then we've got raya in goal so plenty to sacrifice if you do go for the three premiums but um you know it's nice to have kane halland and salah in your team isn't it
0: i mean in terms of not having to worry too much and hiding behind the sofa maybe this one kind of ticks the boxes uh but like you mentioned you do sacrifice in certain spots but so right now i'm on a threemium, a slightly different one compared to this uh i've got sun instead of kane um so that's a more 442 option um but i'm like is the sacrifice too big maybe is it i don't really know because you've got trent you've got perisic which you have in the other teams you've got zinchenko here which i don't think is too bad um i saw the above average um, guys as well. FPL guys mentioning that Zinchenko is like a bonus magnet. Could be a good option. Um, you've got Walker. Maybe Walker is probably someone I probably don't think is that great because his ceiling for me is a bit low. Um, but you could probably move him to someone else if you wanted to. Trippier if needed at Newcastle could be another option as well. Um, so there are, there are good price points in the 5 million defensive options. So I wouldn't really ignore those players as well but yeah it's it's a different draft it's a bit more risky i don't know if i'm talking to myself in terms of because i'm on a 3 i'm trying to convince myself but i like it
1: i mean it, i'm very jealous of anyone who owns three premiums and of course the the captaincy rotation is is pretty decent in the first yeah. four or five game weeks we, we discussed this, discussed this before we went on stream i think you know liverpool in game week one against fulham mm. city Game Week 2 against Bournemouth. And then Spurs have got, I think it's Wolves in game, game Week, week 3, three yeah. but the other two have got harder uh, fixtures. Yeah. So, um, And then we're back to Liverpool at Bournemouth in Game Week 4. So you've got all three of those teams with the best fixtures. Mm. So you're definitely getting the benefit of the captaincy there. Mm. But as we've stated, you do have to sacrifice quite a lot of the rest of the team. I mean, if we compare it to, you know, big at the back, the basically the difference is... You've got Kane and then the likes of Walker, Raya, and Zinchenko versus um, Cancelo, Robertson, Reese James, and Edison. Like these three yeah. massive defenders and goalkeepers. So, how much benefit is Kane over those two? It really depends if Walker plays more often than not. It's, it depends if Zinchenko has that added value more, mm. more so than we actually think. Because Zinchenko's attacking threat is okay, but maybe it's a little yeah. bit overplayed at the start of this season.
0: Yeah, that that that's something we kind of had to wait and see because we don't know. He could play. Zinchenko could play that left back spot. He could play central defensive. Uh, mid as well if Tierney comes back fit Um, but that's something we won't see at the start of the season itself Uh, oh sorry we won't see him move into central defensive mid in the start of the season he'll most likely play that left back spot the question is how much of a difference will it be between those premium defenders compared to maybe here you've got more budget well not budget mid price defense alongside Kane is that going to be are you going to have too much of a point difference between? those i'm not really sure um uh, i mean we won't know until this three to four game mixing um but yeah they all I mean, have
1: their pros and cons i guess it, exactly and you don't have to go for walker or zinchenko there's plenty of yeah. other options you could go for dallo at 4.5 if you want a man united um defender you, we've only got two city and two liverpool here that's yeah. the issue so finding other players that are 4.5 or 5 million you could go for trippier with his attacking threat are newcastle going to be more as defensively solid as city probably not but maybe walker doesn't play the majority of games so the dilemma is definitely constructed here once you have a third premium but if you're satisfied with finding Mm. a compromise in this defense then i think it's a really good strategy and um you've definitely nailed that captaincy uh the optimal captaincy rotation for city liverpool and spurs so definitely a viable strategy i mean what, what if you if you had to pick between these three teams these three teams yep. specifically ryan what okay. do you think is is the best one and what would
0: you favor oh that's a tough question um i would say the oof. it's tough it, it is tough because each. I think each team is missing something that cuts me off. The bigger the back tells me like the midfield and attack is a bit. I guess the bigger the back right now seems a bit more in terms of points, seems a bit more better. It's just that that midfield spot is slightly weaker. The spread of the funds lacks the a few certain premium assets which I'm scared of. Um, this premium one ticks the ticks the premiums but misses out in terms of the defense being a bit more weaker um so well,
1: it's like, tough to say i can tell you the results but, of the poll in the chat i've put up oh yeah you know which draft you prefer and um 50% the highest prefer the spread the spread cash the catch. one which is surprising i i thought it would be a little bit left field and then big at the back second and then three million mm. in third which i'm not surprised because i think you mm. do sacrifice quite a lot with this premium draft yeah um I, I think it's very sensible to go with the big at the mm-hmm. back because it is more of the template. I think, you know, you know what you're going to get from these rock-solid attacking defenders who are basically yep. midfielders, some of them. But if you wanted something a bit different, I think the, uh, the spread, the cash one is, is definitely viable. Like, it, it's legitimately viable as well. It's not like I'm just saying as a novelty. I think you definitely could start the season with this team and get a very good score compare it to the template. I think if you want to try and beat the template, something like this might be might be the way to go. Um because you know, Haaland might not play every game. He might get rested. Yeah. Foden could play in that yeah. false 9. Um yeah. We just don't know at the end of the day, and it really boils down to how scared are you um uh, going without Kane son or Haaland? just one of yeah. those. And how yeah. much value those players add on top of it.
0: Yeah, true. I guess it's like you said, it's based on your risk appetite and also this season compared to other seasons is slightly different where we can approach the team. We can approach um, squads with different ideas because of the fact that we we kind of have two wildcards before midway of the season itself. So that kind of gives managers the ability to increase their risk appetite if they wanted to, to back certain players against others. So we'll see quite a few options, which is good for FPL wise, uh, but we'll see how it goes i think you know something to add um
1: with this thremium draft is that you could easily downgrade kane to the likes of darwin nunes if you want to yes, get on that you could. and you know that that saves you what is A it he's million. 9 million 2.5 million something like yeah. that and you can upgrade the defense there it's basically kane and walker uh and yeah. perisic versus uh nunes Cancelo and reese james which yeah. you know sounds pretty good actually that 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 downgrade, spreading the mm. cash of Kane to Darwin Nunes, Cancelo, and Reece James actually is a pretty decent compromise. So you mm. you could definitely play around with some of these structures and get to a suitable compromise. And and then it starts looking quite an interesting team. So, mm. yeah, and that's why we tinker as FPL managers to find the perfect team. And as you've said, Ryan, each of these three teams have their downfalls. But i don't think any team we're going to construct is is going to be perfect on paper yeah. always going to have to make that compromise so yeah i think we'll leave it there it's been a really good video to talk about the three different um main structures you can go for that i think are viable um thank you very much for joining me ryan and thank you for everyone in the chat uh voting and all your comments and everything uh one last reminder please give the video a like and subscribe if you're new around here um yeah ryan keep me up to date with how your uh your draft is going are you still yes. on a free meme after this video
0: yes oh my goodness <laughs> me uh if if i'm to rip up my team right now uh then all my research and everything just goes out of the window so i'm just gonna stick to my guts back myself and then maybe if i don't have to play a wildcarding game week two <laughs> we'll see but, yeah, right now I'm sticking to my guts. We'll see. Love it. Okay, we'll leave it there. Thanks again, everyone. And,
1: um, yeah, best of luck. And enjoy the rest of the Fantasy Football Scout content for mm-hmm. the rest of the week up until the game we won deadline. And um, anyone at Fest, I will see you there uh, on Friday. Sorry to everyone who lives internationally. Um, yeah, you can always make the effort, but it would be an expensive plane flight, wouldn't it? <laughs>
0: it's fine. We'll say hi from
1: um, that side of the world. Love it. Okay, see you guys. Have a good one.
0: See ya.